radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Face off. One by Toronto. Charles Scott. Roberts. Seconds into the third overtime, the faceoff in the zone. Gary Roberts with the chance. His first shot on goal in the game. And his biggest shot of the night. Leafs win it 3-2. And the series is tied. And one of these. Wow, what a night. Some people watch. Some people pray, but even lights can fade away. Some people hope, some people pay, but why we have to stay? For Monday, November 18th, 2019, I am James Cole of this very podcast. And I'm Brits. Brits um. <laughs> ah. I, it doesn't matter who I am anymore. What matters is my pod. I'm Bruce Battaglia from the North Side. I uh, can't even say my name, so that's a good start. Um, it's, uh, it's not too good. Well, I mean, you know, I'm more of a writer than uh, than a than a talker, I guess. A typer. Good thing I have a podcast. Yeah, okay. a typer. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, fine, I guess. Yep. What's uh, what's new? What's happening? Uh, not much. No. Uh, you know, we record on Sundays now, so uh, I'm, I'm hungover every week. Um, so that's kind of fun. Do you um, think maybe we should try this one time, like, at our best, at, at our peak? You know, like... Nah. Nah. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, it's funny. Like, we, uh, we season one, we re- would record at, like, 12 o'clock on a Wednesday night, so we're just, like, completely tired. And then now we're doing Sundays this year. And I'm hungover every day, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe no one's ever actually heard me at my best. The potential yet. that could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I know. We'll uh, uh, we'll have to do a live show maybe to get the the best out of us, and even then, uh, probably get good and pissed up at the live show. So, wow. Do you think we could sell tickets for that? I think we could. Yeah. I think we're at that point now. Like fifty dollars a head, though, right? Well. <laughs> Wouldn't even? wouldn't even need sponsors anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I only have the one anyway. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Go. And they're not go a sponsor this week. They're they're not. They're next yeah. week. Go go Sierra Dale. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, nothing. Nothing's really new. Um, you know. Yeah. Sure. Started a new job. I guess that's nice. about it. I. Uh, yeah. That's about it. Now you got. Now you got something to pay your. Uh, Pay your way in life, you know, cover the bills, cover the expenses. Sure. Cell phones, the haircuts. The way I see it, the more more I work, the less I will spend money. So, it's just keeping me busy. You got more money to spend on, more um, money to spend on. Say, shaggy tickets. Sure. Yeah, we should talk about that, maybe. Um, I'm assuming everyone knows who Shaggy is. Uh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. Um... How many times have you seen Shaggy in Thunder Bay? Uh, this this was a question we saw on yeah. Twitter. Um, there's okay. a theory going around mm-hmm. that you, Brutes Pataglia, yeah. have seen Shaggy every time he's right. come to Thunder Bay. Right. Which I can only imagine by this point is in the dozens. Um, not only have I never seen Shaggy live, I couldn't even tell you how many times he's been here. Like, I couldn't ballpark it. It's, it's either, it's at least two, 
It might be 30, for all I know. I don't know. I have never seen him live. I've, I've never heard of him coming until recently. Yeah. So. You know, like, I feel like everyone likes Shaggy the same amount. Like, I feel like there's there's no one out that Like, you either, you either don't like him, or you like, like, five or six of his songs. I don't think that there are any, like, dedicated Shaggy Super fans, fans out there anymore. I can't imagine. Sh- the, the, I don't the, think there's the a market shaggers, for it. As, as they're the, called. The Shaggers, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know... Um, I don't know how many people are actually in the Shaggers anymore. Hmm. Um, I don't want to find out. But, yeah, no, I've never seen him. I, w- would I would go? go, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah I, okay. I don't I don't hate him. We going? Uh, I like live music. I don't know, is he coming? Uh, I would imagine. I'll look it up. Shaggy Thunder Bay. Our NV first Google Nightclub. of the podcast. Uh, yeah, Envy Nightclub. Um, he is playing. Oh, this is from 2013. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to go to that. It's been six years. I feel like he was here recently, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's coming here right now. So, um... It's fine. No, I'm not going. I'm not heartbroken. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in Winnipeg when we go there in uh, in March. Even then, I don't yeah. know if I'd go in my way. No? No. Nah. I'm going to take a look. Winnipeg concerts. See if Shaggy's there. Yeah, nothing's new. Um, I have never seen Shaggy. I would see Shaggy, but I have never seen Shaggy. Oh, there you have it. The, uh, the so, myth de- debunked. Yeah, well, what happened was John Hoth, I guess, was screwing around with uh, Bruce, and somehow uh, this got this got brought up um, that I had been to Shaggy every time he's been to town, and uh, I got to hand it to John. That's uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty good joke because it seems like something that could be true uh, that maybe I'm a big Shaggy fan, but I I am not. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's not really any concerts when we're in Winnipeg, man. Yeah, that's... We could stay a week and a half later and see Alice Cooper. No. He has a residency in Thunder Bay. I don't need to see yeah, Alice true. Cooper. We could go five days early and see Grandson. I don't know who that is. It's a rock band. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound too great. The Iron Maidens are playing. Um, what's going on? The Iron Maidens are playing? The Iron Maidens, I'd not Iron Maiden. Them. No, it's that, not that Iron all, Maiden. No, that all-female like cover band. Oh, is it? Oh, they're unreal. No, they're playing I, the weekend before, uh, the same night as the Glorious Sons and Black Pistol Fire. So we could just go, we could just go for like ten days this year. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm sorry, you asked me a question. Yeah, what's going on with you? Anything new? Nothing. Okay. No, my cool. uh, my sister bought a house. Oh, congratulations! Uh, was helping her paint today. Nice. Got some. Paint. Oh, that's why you're all uh, you're all hopped up on paint fumes oh, right yeah. now. Eh? That's why you're ready oh, yeah. to go. Feeling real good. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You were particularly chatty when you walked in my house today, more so than than usual. I've so. been drinking. I've been. I've been drinking. S- sniffing some paints. Okay. And, you know that's yeah. Well, that's the benefit of living close uh, close by. You don't really yeah. need to worry about driving home. No. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, no, that that's pretty much all I've been doing this weekend. So, uh, cool. Yeah, cool. The good news is, is that her house is huge, uh, and there's a there's a podcast room. So we'll have uh, our own little studio. A podcast room. They got like six bedrooms. I don't know. Oh, where's the house? Uh, way up north by um, on the north side. Ooh, um, it's nice. It's up, up by Boulevard Lake, actually. Okay, yeah, nice area. Tucked in there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Not, not bad. Well, yeah, yeah let me know. A, a one-hour bus ride for those curious uh, from West Fort wow. to Boulevard. That's, uh, so. I, I don't know if Do I'll not be making recommend. that trek. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Not. It reminds me of that joke. Uh, that guy who like uh, I forget what comedian it was, but it was like a guy who had like a Comedy Now special, and he's like, 
I'm going to read you thoughts from my journal now. And he opens the first page and he's like, this one's called Thoughts on a Bus Ride from Edmonton to Toronto. And he opens it up. I took a bus one time from Edmonton to Toronto. Don't. I feel like we saw that guy live at Crickets. Uh, I don't think so. No? That, that sounds like a very familiar joke. Okay. But. I mean, it, it did get played on that best for, just for laughs. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't know if I saw that, but. Yeah. Anyway. Right on. Okay. Um, I guess we should get right to it. Sure. What's happening? Um, well, last last week. I don't really. I don't honestly like. I I I did I did the breakdown. Yeah. I took the notes when everything happened this week, but I don't remember what's on the breakdown. So this is going to be fun this week because I actually don't even really remember what we're talking about. Fantastic. So, should let's, be good. Let's get to it. Yeah, then. I'm sure it's going to be good. You, you seem very prepared. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uplifting. Sure. I don't prepare for this anymore. All right. What's like? Why would I? Why, listen. Why would I script my 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 rants? You know what I mean? If I'm scripting my rants, I'm almost going to turn into a certain, uh, you know, cantankerous curmudgeon that uh, we just got off television permanently. At the very least, if you scripted your ranch, you might get your name right in the introduction. That's, that's true. Um, I digress. That's, um, I, you know what, this episode 55 is the first time I fucked it up, so. Ah, there you go. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, I've screwed up the intros in other ways before, but never my name. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of the... One of the easiest parts it's, of having it's, a podcast. Yeah, it's like kind of the main thing. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The the other thing we forgot we didn't even say. By the way, this is laced up a hockey podcast. Yeah, we were kind of too distracted. We were, about we're the really name. bad on that yeah. one. Well, yeah, but anyway, that's fine. Uh, we're, I we're still that's in the what air. We're talking about here. We're still in the air. Don Cherry is not. No. Nope. So, um, yeah, last weekend we were about uh, twelve hours too quick on the uh, recording. Uh, missed the news uh, a day later, Monday Monday morning. Uh, that Don Cherry had been fired from Sportsnet uh, following his comments Saturday night during the first period of the Toronto Flyers game in which he uh, called out immigrants, pretty much, and uh, uh, demanded that, you know, not enough people are wearing poppies and it's it's the immigrants' fault. And um, this is one of the worst songs in the history of recorded music, just for the record. I don't know if that's... Uh, a popular opinion, but uh, it's over. He's done. Don Cherry, after uh, nearly 30 years on CBC Coach's uh, Corner, uh, pretty close. Is that, is that all it was? Well, I 80, thought it was 80, closer to like 35, 37. He was, he was on CBC anyway. for a while, but I think Coach's okay. Corner was oh, okay. just about 30 years. I don't know. It's before my time. So I'm 26. Yeah. So, um, In any case... Um, I think it was something that we all saw coming, following the comments. Uh, not really much of a shock. Um, I, th- I think the shock was more that they actually did it, more so than good on them that it should have been. You know, yeah. like I think we could mean, all uh, sit here and say that yeah, he should have been fired, but to actually fire him was yeah. You know. Well, and I mean, like that's a thing too. Like we're gonna sit here and say that he should have been fired, and and the one thing that kind of blew my mind this week, I knew people were not going to be. Um, I knew there were going to be a lot of people rushing to his defense. Of course. Like, you know. I couldn't believe how many people didn't see it this, the same way. You know what I mean? Like, how many people thought that there was a lot of... Like, that this was a joke and that... You know what I mean? He needed defending here. I, I couldn't believe how many people didn't understand the magnitude of what it is he actually said. 
because a lot of people didn't this week. I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited for this to be over when it is finally blown over. Because I'm really sick of having the philosophical debate with everyone all the time about why this is so bad. Like, I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's troubling how much I've had to explain this week as to why these comments are offensive. Because a lot of people didn't get it. Yeah. And, you know, I understand the opinion of, you know, maybe he didn't mean it that way. And that's the one thing, like, okay, that that might be true. The problem is, is that we need to, we need to pick a side here. Are we going to hold Don Cherry to a higher standard or not? And if so, then he can't say those types of things. And if not, then why are we so outraged that he loses his job? Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't think, like, I think people have, like, wanted to have their cake and eat it too on this issue. And I, I you know, that's kind of bugged me this week. Uh, you know, it is kind of discouraging, I think, how many people really don't understand what it is that he said. Um, but I, I, I thought Sportsnet handled it the right way. They tried to do everything they could to keep this from spiraling out of control, and uh, Don Cherry kind of took it in his own direction, and that's fine. Um, but I think it was a move that they had to make. I, I, I don't see how... You can let this guy back on TV after saying something like that. You just you can't, mm-hmm. and unless you're Fox News. Well, I, but that, that's different, right? Like they, you know, they fucking Tucker Carlson is Don Cherry, man. Like you know, just a younger, non-hockey Don Cherry in the states. That's all he is. Yeah. No, I I shared well, the way story. Worse. Way worse, I should say. I, I shared the story when it broke on Monday, and. You're right. I, I got some pushback on social media about the issue from different angles. And I got to a point where I didn't want to repeat myself mm-hmm. for like, you know, the 10th time. And I took it in a different angle. And whenever someone pushed back at uh, me for the Don Cherry thing and my, you know, pleasure at seeing him off the air, mm-hmm. um, I simply responded back to them by saying, uh, look, the guy's here to talk about hockey. He's working in a market where you're supposed to analyze the game. Yeah. And he hasn't had a good yeah. point in 15 years. Yeah. And that seemed to work more effectively than trying to yeah, position well, myself thing, right? to say that, like, no, he said something dumb. No, he didn't. No, he said something dumb. No, he didn't. Yeah, but he did. And I got to a point where I was just like, okay, fine, he didn't. Yeah. But he doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the game anyway. So what's, what well, are we arguing about And, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, he hasn't been effective at his job in a long time. It is a matter of, you know, like, this is one thing I, I just... Like, if people want to debate it, go ahead. But this is one thing I'm just going to say. Uh, I'm not willing to admit I'm wrong on this. I know I'm fucking right. It, which is exactly what you said, that he hasn't been good at his job in a long time. That uh, the time to let him go passed a long time ago to be honest with you and you know no one at Sportsnet had the balls to to do it and and find a a replacement and you know this was always going to be how it ended like it it was going to end this way or it was going to end in the middle of August weekend yeah something happens and yeah yeah, exactly so um this was always going to be what what was going to happen and 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 that's that you know like you said it's easier to argue that point than it is to get into the whole philosophical debate of what he actually said. But to me, the problem, like, I, I can't tell you how many times I saw people sharing posts 
of like the the transcript of what he said that was completely fucking misquoted like it wasn't even word for word what he said mm-hmm. and people were omitting little things to try and make it sound better and it's like it's fucking pathetic you know what i mean like what what do you stand to gain by posting this quote and you can't even get like i understand that that's the whole point of social media and that's the problem with social media is everyone can have it and everyone can can do what they want on there essentially and you know that's the problem for me is because like this person gets 5000 shares and it's like it's it's not even what he said why even put in the time to, if you can't even fucking get the words right you know mm-hmm. like what's the point of even doing that so that that kind of bugged me too i mean i'd like that's not something i let get to me but it's just like you're looking at it and like 10 of your friends sharing it on Facebook and it's like, holy man, why do I have Facebook? Like, I gotta get rid of that shithole yeah. fucking app, but... Yeah. Um, the other one that I had a lot of fun with was um, the boycott... The, the, sorry, the boycott Sportsnet thing. Yeah. And, See, and, and, I, and to me, it got to a point where it was like, yeah, fucking boycott Sportsnet. There's just as much to blame for this yeah. as Don Cherry is. Yeah. So if, if you want to say that I'm not going to watch Sportsnet anymore because... The 85-year-old isn't on there spewing his comments. Fine. Go ahead. I'm not going to watch it because some network allowed some 85-year-old to get on TV and spew his comments. Yeah. So You know what's kind of ironic about that reaction, too, is everyone had that reaction. I, I stayed off the internet on Monday for the most part. I had to work, and then I came home, and I ate dinner, and I really just didn't spend a lot of time on the internet. And uh, my thought on Monday was I also thought about boycotting Sportsnet but for the opposite reason that everyone else was, was that, like, yeah, I'm happy they let Don Cherry go. I'm kind of annoyed that it got to that point at all, mm-hmm. though. You know what I mean? And, you know, my frustration with the network for even letting this happen type thing, for even letting that on the air. Yep. Like, that's where I was on Monday and Tuesday. I woke up and I'm like, I don't think that that's a, a valuable use of my frustration to boycott Sportsnet over something like that. Like, they... You know, they're going to try their best to make right. The other issue is, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to just stop watching Leaf games? Like, you know what I mean? Fucking 55 of their games are on Sportsnet or whatever it is. So, what am I going to do? Just start boycotting my team now? Like, that's ridiculous. You know, I don't don't feel as strongly about it. So, I... Tuesday, I got home and I turned on Tim and Sid. Like, I went back to normal. It was just a fun way to spin the the argument, I guess. Yeah. When you saw those... Those types of def- defenses, you know, right. oh, this is what we're going to do now that he's gone. Yeah, yeah, great. That's, that's fantastic. That's yeah. uh, we don't need yeah. you watching. And, and that's the funny thing, right? Is people are going to boycott Sportsnet. Do you know how many people who are already boycotting Sportsnet are going to start fucking watching Sportsnet again? Like <laughs> people, oh. people that turned off the first intermission because it. Like I'm one of them. My TV's going to stay on Sportsnet for those eight minutes now every every Saturday when I'm home. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we'll get to Ron McLean there in a second, but the 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 one the last like there was another thing I wanted to add too was that you know with everybody kind of sharing everything and 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 the one debate that kind of bugged me the most though was the people ranting and raving about him saying you people and you know there's a lot of like there there's a video going around today of an of a of a coach's corner from 1997 where he was ranting about the poppies, and he said, you people. But what he said was, you people should be wearing your poppies. He didn't imply 
anything on the on that rant 21 years ago. He just said you people. You're allowed to say you people. He said you it, can combine those two fucking words. Yeah, he said yeah, it a lot. In that's his what career. I'm saying. Like you, you're allowed to combine these words, and it's not offensive necessarily, but it's it's how you combine them, and that's what people didn't understand. Was people thought he got fired for saying you people? He didn't get fired for saying you people. He, he got fired for saying you people come to our country. That's what he got fired for. It wasn't the you people, it was the words that followed that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can all say you people. Like, you know, if I say you people, referring to the people who are upset about Don Cherry, you're allowed to group people into, a, like, a grouping. It's how you do it, right. though. Yeah. You know what I mean? People just took this and spun it every which way that they could just to try and fucking spin the narrative to make everyone try to be pro-Don Cherry, and it, it's not going to work. Because some people... Some people are smart enough to know what he actually said. And those are the people that prevailed in this in this situation. I'm not a big fan of the whole... You know, you can bully people out of a job idea on social media, but this was one time where it worked. You know? I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I like obviously social media was vocal, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I don't know how much of an impact they played in that decision. It's hard to say. I hope not a large, you know, fa- I hope not a large factor of the decision was was based on the uh, the outcry from social media, regardless of how big it was. Um, the other uh, aspect that I saw the argument that that really kind of made me laugh was these comparisons um from don cherry saying you people which is apparently wrong and justin trudeau wearing blackface which apparently is is right and i don't i don't remember i don't remember like any of us sitting back and saying that was fine no there was no one like no one was like ah give him a break like right people like i understand it was a different political climate back then and you know they sold, you know, blackface, and people did that as a costume. Didn't make it right. Yeah. But there was less of a conversation about it being wrong back then. And, and I think that if, if Don Cherry maybe said these comments when he was uh, yeah. drunk in college, yeah. we might be a little bit more, hey, Don, Not don't even. do that. He, he, he could have probably said this rant in 1995, and he, they would have taken him off the air for a month and exactly. put him back on or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? He refused it, to apologize. And, and you know what? Fine. I, I, cause I, like, that was the one thing too. I really don't want an insincere apology. If he's not sorry, I don't want him to apologize. Cause I'm sick of this bullshit where everyone feels the need to apologize when, even when they don't believe in it. If he genuinely believes in this rant, then, then do, do you, man, but I don't want to hear him fucking say sorry if he's not sorry. You know? And Ron McLean apologized because he is sorry and he feels horrible about it and he threw, Don Cherry under the bus last night, and good for him. But, you know, I don't need to hear an apology from Don Cherry is all I'm saying. No, and I think I think Sportsnet gave him all the opportunity in the world for sure. to come out and, and try to placate sure. this. And, and that's fine if he's... like There there was some talk that... He should that, be sorry, but yeah, that's fine if he's not. There was like, some talk that Don Cherry's um, request was that we... I'll, I'll apologize, but I want to do it on Coach's Corner on next Coach's week. Corner, yeah. And obviously they weren't going to, you know give him that much and uh it was pretty much a a, a steadfast ultimatum that this happened or it, it doesn't and it didn't and yeah, fair enough. We, we are where we are so i i guess we should get to that though uh ron mclean last night all alone for the first time in yeah. about 30 years uh um, yeah that was what do you think uh i mean 
very well spoken. There might have been a sentence or two I would have tweaked, but um, yeah, I mean, he he. There's a difference, right? And and you and I had a conversation off the air this week about like, you know, um, the talent of broadcasters, and you know, what do you do with the intermission now? And and you know, that moment was just in it completely encapsulated Ron McLean's career. Where time and time again, something shitty got said on that network, and he's found a way to to spin it and stop it from getting out of control. Uh, it, it was very well spoken. I, I genuinely believe that he's sorry. I, I, I genuinely believe that he felt horrible. I'm sure it's been a really difficult week for him. Um, rightfully so. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying he's, um, you know, we should completely forget what he what happened but um you know he didn't say it he didn't necessarily agree with it Mm -hmm. and if he did agree with it he wouldn't have been on the air last night yeah you know Uh, to me i i completely believe him when he says that um the reason that they separated this week essentially was he couldn't stand by and stand by these comments like because he doesn't agree with it and I genuinely believe him when he says that. Yeah, he he could have stayed quiet. He didn't yeah. really need to come out and say anything. I don't. No, I don't. But I don't I think, think Sportsman asked him to do that. Last I think night. for him, it was more of a conscious awareness yeah, that I agree. if I stay silent, he thinks that he'll be. He he's you know, another one yeah. that we hold to a higher standard, and rightfully so. And he needs to be better in those moments. And he owned it. Good for him. I've, I've, uh, it's funny when I was a kid, I grew up and, and I loved Don Cherry when I was a kid and I didn't like Ron McLean. And the older you get, the more you understand things. And boy, do I ever fucking love Ron McLean, man. Like, I absolutely love that guy. I'm, I'm happy he treated everything, um, the way he did last night because I thought it was the right move. Yeah. Um, now, kind of neat to see too afterwards they did, uh, um, him and Haley Wickenheiser and Guy Carboneau. We're on the the panel afterwards too. I don't know if you caught that. You were working, I guess. Say eh? so, because um, you and I had the discussion again off the air this week. What do you do with the intermission now? And you had mentioned it'd be kind of a cool idea to have some guests on. And I guess Sportsnet's lucky in the sense that this week is Hall of Fame week, and they had Haley Wickenheiser and Guy Carboneau, you know, in the building to at least, like, they could put them on the panel and talk to them and kind of fill some time that way, because um, that's what they did, and it was, it was a, you know, it was it was fine. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say, like, I didn't catch the game. Um, oh. I, I saw the Ron McLean clip. Boy, what a game. Yeah. Um, I heard what he had to say, but one thing I, I don't know if it was brought up at any point during the night, during the broadcast, was if, if they addressed what was going to happen moving forward. I don't, I, I didn't catch that. I don't know if that was um, specified. More or less, Ron had had mentioned that this would be the last mention of Coach's Corner on Hockey Night in Canada, basically. So, um, my understanding is that they're going to try to wash their hands of that of the existence of that segment for at least a little while, which uh, is the right move. I, I'm that was the one thing about the whole apology that I thought was odd for the first thirty seconds to a minute. Is I'm like, I can't believe they're even going to acknowledge that that existed but i understand why they did i'm just i i would have just not even mentioned it but um my understanding is that ron mclean is remaining on that first intermission and uh they didn't really get into specifics but just that 
uh, it wouldn't be a coach's corner replacement, mm. basically, is, is all we got confirmed last night. Okay. Well, uh, it's a tough situation. I, I think Ron went into it with a no-win option uh, that he faced, and I, I thought he did just as well, just about as well as you could, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. And uh, I'll definitely be interested to see what happens, uh, you know, next weekend and the weekends after, and and down the road, and and uh, and, and how they want to tackle it and, and move forward with the segment, or sorry, not the segment, but I guess the the time slot uh, between the first period mm-hmm. and the second. And, did you have uh, any thoughts on uh, on Jess Allen's comments there? Did you did you see that that I did see those uh, lady from the social. Uh, I I uh, I have never even heard of that show. You never heard of the social? I, I I assume it's just the Canadian The View. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't look very good. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I saw the comments. Um, while I don't agree with what she said, I am. I suppose sympathetic to her position. I mean, you, you, if if that's all you experience from a topic, yeah. then that's all you can speak to. So why try to speak to something that you don't know anything about? She again, it's another thing. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the same as Don Cherry in the sense that, you know, I I think she was coming from the right place, but the way she worded that was horrible. I I don't know how. She, I can't believe she kept her job. Because uh, I think it's it's not as bad, but it's pretty close to what Don actually said. But I do sympathize in a way because I did play hockey, and I do know that when you're in high school or middle school, that sometimes hockey players are not very nice to non-hockey players, specifically, you know, smarter girls and things like that. Like, yeah, hockey players can be bullies sometimes. But sometimes oh, so it's can, not everyone. So, it can, is, so, can, so can so can talk show hosts. Sure, you know what I mean. Like so, to me, I don't know. Like she's a grown ass woman, and she should know not to to phrase things that way because that's that's kind of pathetic. But um, I didn't I didn't agree at all uh, with what she said too about um, about how you know parents should be spending money on vacations rather than. Uh, team sports and things like that I don't really agree with that um, you know if you're if you're worried about spending money on a team sport being so expensive you know you can play a different team sport a cheaper one that uh, doesn't yeah. cost two thousand dollars a year or more um, but if you want to play the sport and you're willing to pay the cost then sure. don't worry about what everyone else is doing worry about what you're doing if people want to keep spending money on this sport uh, and they're going to um, don't like don't worry about it but but to to treat it as an indictment on someone's parenting strategies i think is kind of bullshit too well um, and like for myself personally like when i grew up my parents were separated um they each paid for my hockey yeah and let's call let's call it a thousand bucks i don't know what it was it's definitely not that today but let's just say it was a thousand bucks that they that they had to pay for hockey so they're each paying $500 each. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Take me on two separate trips for $500? Yeah. What am I... I yeah, here's Grand Marais. Thanks. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So it... Well, like, I, I think about... It's... It's it's tricky. Like, not everyone's yeah. situation is the same, right? So just because you have $7,000 to spend towards hockey doesn't mean well, you have that $7,000 to spend towards a trip. Right. Like, I, I, like I look at... Um, 
you know, former guests of this podcast, Cody Fraser, Colin DeJackey, who both played for the Thunder Bay Kings, whose parents both paid quite a bit of money to put them through hockey. And I don't imagine that either of them would trade their experience playing hockey for a fucking vacation. Like, I really don't think so. Because now, you know, Cody has a job. Cody can go on vacation now. Like, Colin can go on vacation now. He's been to Ireland. He's been to Hong Hong Kong to play hockey. He went there on a fucking hockey tournament. Sometimes these things, you can do both. You can see the world (laughs) and play hockey. You know, it's kind of amazing how that works. It's just, to me, I thought her comments were really small, really, really close-minded, and I, I didn't agree with them at all. No. Uh, I, I thought there should have been more action taken than just an apology, and we're going to move on from did that. Did she but apologize, or did the network she did. apologize? Uh, well, CTV definitely did. I mm-hmm. thought she did as well. I think it was a joint statement, but whatever. I, I didn't see it, so it couldn't have been that great. Yeah. No, I, I can't say I, I saw any apology, but I'm not here to say that it wasn't one. Yeah, um, Regardless, um... At the end of the day, it's someone who I had never heard of until the other yeah. day, and I really don't care to hear from her again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you mentioned how I, I thought there should be like some sort of guest segment moving forward. Did mm-hmm. you have a, a thought on, on what to do with the intermission? Well, I mean, you and I had the debate this week. Um, I, I think that Sportsnet has an opportunity here to try and shape their panels a little bit differently, and, and so do you. Um... My thought was a little bit different from yours in the sense that I think the Leaf or the the Leafs that that Sportsnet should um, try to create some sort of a fun environment with this panel and try to have a little bit more um, of an upbeat hockey discussion and not feel like it's droning on every week. You know, kind of like Coach's Corner. Um, I would like to see something where a we're going to do a lot more of like a fun sort of like an upbeat similar to like the NBA on TNT panel. Uh, or I would like to see more like actual breakdown of the plays and less, you know what I mean? I think it's great that uh, that Michael Froelich's played 16 minutes through two periods tonight. It's like, okay, Kelly Rudy, like, who cares? We were there. You know what I mean? Like, it's we like, Kelly, it. Kelly Rudy's fine. Uh, and he does have uh. some good points, but sometimes he doesn't. Uh. And you know, I'm good with I'm good with Friedman. I'm really good with Johnston. I like both those guys a lot, um, and I would continue to have them on the panel. But I think if they can bring in some more former players with vibrant personalities, that you know, um, they will reap the benefits. Another guy who I think would be really good on there, but uh, he's busy at the uh, right now, is honestly Marty Broder. I think would be pretty good on there, but. Um, he definitely has a ride to the uh, studio. Life takes me, Marty Broder, a lot of places. Love those commercials. Yeah. Uh, um, apparently, goalies are the most uh, animated hockey players. It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're fucked. I don't know. You could have Luongo, Broder, and Briz. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Broder would just sit there rolling his eyes the whole time. Luongo wouldn't couldn't stop tweeting. Yeah, and Briz would be off talking about space bears. Scoring is down this month because of the way that the sun is facing the Earth. What? Huh? The Mercury in retrograde. It's because of the seasons. Yeah, I, 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 I think that they should do something to make it more entertaining, and that's really all I have to say on it. Is I just I haven't ever really loved the panel on Sportsnet 
um, ever. They've never had a, a good crew, I don't think, of just solid guys. I think TSN has a pretty good one. Um, they unfortunately are limited in the topics that they can address because, you know, when they cover the only when they only cover the Leafs and the Senators and you know what I mean, hmm. a little bit of like and the Jets, I guess. They only have so many topics that they can really address, so it does kind of limit where the conversation can go, but ultimately, uh, I leave the intermission on when I'm watching TSN, and I don't really when, I, when I'm watching Sportsnet as often. Um, the only real in, uh, intermission segment that they have that I go out of my way to watch is um, during the second intermission when they do... I don't know what it's called now. It used to be called Satellite Hot Stove. When they do that and talk about the rumors and all that shit with Friedman, uh, with Johnston, they used to try to pretend Kiprios was an insider. Uh, that was fun. Isn't um, Eric doing it now? Um, Merrick? So Merrick's only on certain nights, and he's a host when he's on. So um, I guess the long answer is no. I, oh. I don't believe he is. Okay. He should be. Yeah. Uh, that is another guy they should probably utilize a lot more than they do because Jeff Merrick is in my opinion the best broadcaster that works for that network but um he doesn't get as much airtime no he's unbelievable though. yeah yeah I would uh, I'd watch him more if 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 you know he was on more I guess yeah I, I don't guess know that's an easy answer but you know. I don't know if you listen to it but 31 thoughts is a great podcast and a lot of that is to do with the chemistry that Merrick and Friedman have, but Merrick is so good at just keeping the conversation going. Hmm. It's it's incredible. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a a lot of options, I guess they have at least, and they can uh, uh, take their time. I wouldn't rush this decision. It's uh, there's no need to. No, it's it's been like I said, nearly thirty years. Uh, I think it's time for something fresh. I, I hope I hope they get the right guys in there to do the job yeah. because. At the end of the day, no one wants to see like this hang over the heads of Sportsnet, mm-hmm. re- regardless of the situation. So, the sad part is for me is like I would like to see like Thornton when he retires. I'd like to see Williams. You know, I'd like to see Roberto Luongo. The problem is is that uh, Luongo now works for the Panthers and uh, has already said he wants to live in Florida forever. Uh, Thornton wants to live in San Jose, and Justin Williams likes living in Carolina. So we're not going to convince any of them to move to Toronto to do this. Yeah. But uh, it would be nice if we could. Or just fly them in once a week, I guess. I don't know. Who, who is living in Toronto that's available right now? Um, Steve Dangle. Steve Dangle. <laughs> we, could have, we could have, like, Dangle. I'm um, not as high on Dangle as you are, but I don't I don't think he'd be bad. He's fun. Like, I think he, he is fits fun. that fun no, you're right. kind of... Yeah. And he's not... He's not from what I've seen anyway, he's not like that super annoying biased fan. Like, no, he's he, pretty realistic. He can realistic. definitely like play the field and yeah. you know have an opinion on the Coyotes. And that's like that's the fun part about being the, a fan of these like major teams is a lot of times you have to weed through the fan base to find the smart fans because like mm-hmm. holy man is Leafs Twitter ever a joke sometimes? But like when you find the good Leaf fans, yeah. uh, they're good follows. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get Dangle and like Vernon Wells and then. Uh, some ex-raptor. Wells? Yeah. Just, we'll come, just bring all the sports together. Yeah? Sure. You want to listen to Vernon Wells talk about, like, Austin Matthews' face-off percentage. Yeah, I remember when I was playing for the Blue Jays center field, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. Get so Buck Martinez. Oh, fuck <laughs> me, let's go. Well, it's going to be tough for Mitch Marner to come back from this ankle injury. I remember I broke my leg in 85, and... 
get uh, get get Buck Martinez, Steve Dangle, and uh, Joe Bowen. Just make that your first. Oh my god! Ah, I would watch that. <sighs> Two old guys and a vlogger. That's that's the name right there. That's that's the name. I'd watch it. You would too. Don't even say you would. I, I, man, I'm telling you, I could use a lot. I could use a lot more of Buck Martinez in in um in a studio, and less like in like calling the game. Yeah. And even still, like you know what's annoying is like I really, really think that if Buck Martinez is going to call games, he should be the play-by-play guy and not the color guy. And now they're doing this thing where like half the games he he's only the like he's only the color guy. Half the games he's a play-by-play, and I'm not a Jays fan, but it's kind of annoying because uh, I don't know what it is that everyone like likes about Dan Shulman. I find oh. him so boring. Awesome. I can't do it. Can't do it at all. Buck Martinez, maybe not as skilled a broadcaster, but yeah. much more fun to listen to. And like, I'm, I'm not going to say that Pat Tabler is anything fine. to write home about, yeah. but he works great with Buck. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is uh, taking a really weird left turn yeah. into yeah. Blue Jays Blue commentary. Jays, yeah, coming from a fucking Red Sox fan here. I'm talking yeah. about... Uh, anyway, I, uh, anyway. I'm, I'm gathering it was 1972 when he broke his leg, by the way. That long? I, th- I think so. No. I was gonna say, no, I was it was 80, 85. I was going to say, I thought it was okay. 86. He but... didn't play at all in 72, though. I don't know what happened there, but... Oh, well. <laughs> Player strike. He was the manager of the Blue Jays? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what do you think he did while having his knee? <laughs> huh? Oh, uh, they well, they weren't that bad. They went a hundred and a hundred and fifteen with him. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that that was games. what was that? Forty five minutes on Don Cherry and uh, Buck, Buck Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. Cool. Um, switching over. Yeah. From from a Canadian ha- that hates European players Is to a European a- player. Is this a happier topic? No. Oh. No. What do we have now? Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, that's not happy. No. That's not good. He's that's not good. Done? That's weird. He's, this is a done. really weird one, eh? Like, right? what do you mean, though? Done with like, the Kings or done he's in done the in NHL? NHL, right? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. It's it's not going to be easy to move them. That's a thing. Uh, like, you know, when you have these players that have a $6 million cap hit, that's one thing. But, um... You know they owe him that money. Like it's not like he's making a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars salary this year, and they already paid out his bonus. Like they already owe him. Like they owe him for the year. Next year his salary is straight salary. Like it's. I think it, while his cap hits like six million, I think they owe him four next year. So like it, it's not. It's not good. It's not going to be easy to move him. You're already eliminating teams that you can trade him to because, uh, you know, some teams maybe are not going to want to physically pay him $6 million either. Um, when, when does a player get his signing bonus? Before the year or after the year? It's usually July 1st is the signing bonus. Typically. So, according to Cap Friendly, uh, Kovalchuk uh, receives $5.3 million of his $6 million salary through signing bonuses for this season. Oh, okay. Well, um, all I know is that the Kings have not paid it. Uh, so okay. maybe maybe they... Well, like, I, I don't mean like it's a delinquent account, Like, but but I know that they... <laughs> Hello, Rob Blake. You are currently... <laughs> $5.3 million past due. Please pay at your earliest convenience. Which, Signed. Will that be cash or check? Ah, <laughs> uh, Neither? <laughs> 
I don't have $5.3 million in cash. We well, you're going to need to get it. We accept PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be easy to move them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how everything works out oh. on the Los Angeles end of it. He has a no-movement clause. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which does complicate things. So, it's not going to be easy, and honestly, like I think you're right, it is going to be hard to see how um, he gets moved smoothly anytime soon. So, it's frustrating. Um, no one really knows specifically what happened, um, but what we do know is that Ilya Kovalchuk was told on Tuesday or whatever day it was that he's done playing for the LA Kings, um, which the issue is that they can't, they can do that, but they can't, um, like basically they can't suspend him without cause and they can't suspend him because he's a shitty player. So if he sucks, um, the way the CBA works is you have him under contract. He is an employee of yours. If you have no good reason to tell him that he can't work, he's entitled to go to work. So if he wants to go and practice with the Kings every day, he is allowed to do that. And so the Kings need to be careful about the way that they treat it, and I'm sure they will. But, um, yeah, it is it is a bit of a bizarre situation. So I don't know how bad he's been that that was how they decided to tie uh, cut ties. I've heard that teammates of his have said that his attitude has been pretty good through the whole thing, that he's actually been, you know, not, not, you know, a great leader or anything around the team, but he's, he's been fine. Like, he's not neg- negatively affecting the team. So, it is kind of bizarre that they would go about it this way, but, um... I'm sure there's stuff that we don't know, or maybe Rob Blake just thinks that this is the way to go. Mm. I always forget Rob Blake is the GM of the LA Kings. I still think it's Dean Lombardi. Oh, yeah, I know. He hasn't been there for some time. No, but he did win GM of the Year uh, a few years ago. Dean Lombardi did? Yeah, the year before he was fired, I believe. Yeah, well, that usually is the kiss of death. GM of the Year and uh, Jack Adams usually means, all right, hit the road. Pack your bags, buddy. Uh, The Kings do have... Roughly $4.7 million in cap space. So mm-hmm. there is the potential that they could retain some of that salary if they found someone that, you know, Ilya was willing to waive his no-movement clause to go to that was willing to take him on as a player. Because I, I don't know if he's a bad hockey player at this point. Like I can think of a team. Okay. The New York Hockey Islanders. That was not the New York hockey that I thought you were going to go with. No. But, um, no, but the thing is, is like, does Kovalchuk want to move to Long Island, which uh, I can't imagine why anyone would. But um, also, <laughs> but also, uh, um, he has worked with Lou, and Lou did give him a lottery ticket. Fifteen one years. Time. So, I think that he would welcome the idea of working for Lou again, but. Um, I don't know that he wants to move to the island or to to Long Island. Um, I guess maybe they don't want him, but I would think that he would help uh, because that team, regardless of their record, I still stand by it when I say has a terrible roster. So the more the merrier in terms of help and scoring wingers is something that they could use. Call him Ovi Light and Barry Trotz might be able to do something with it. Sure, so, maybe. Probably not. Um, 
they don't have the cap space to take them on. Cool. So there would definitely have to be something going back of significant value. Ross Johnston, or, maybe. Sure, that'd yeah. be perfect. Actually, yeah. how's he doing this year? Actually, I Ross? should check that out. How is the good Ross, well, the boss? He is not. Uh, oh, there he is. Uh, Ross, the boss, Johnston. What's making, he signed through 2048? Th- 2020, uh, 2022. Okay. A million bucks a season. Yeah. Uh, this year, he's got uh, one goal. Nice. In 11 games. Nice. 35 penalty minutes, though. So. Yeah. So Feel it. Yep. What yeah. a beauty. Ross the Boss Feel Johnston. Uh, he uh, he is still... Uh, he's almost matched his total from last season in terms of games played. So Good for him. Yeah. That's fantastic. Good for him. He's nearing a career high in games played. Yeah. Which uh, previously was he's... set in 2017-2018 with 24. Yeah, he's on pace. Yep. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, fantastic. Well, oh, we'll have to see what happens Sunday with uh, with Kobe and uh, where he ends up. Yeah, a little, uh, ooh, football action. A little bit of football, football here. guys. What's next? What do we got? Uh, next, we got uh, it's Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame weekend. Oh, nice. Um, oh, yeah. Hall of I like Fame this. happened. This is good. Um, I don't know. This some some people don't love the Hall of Fame uh, the way they do things. Some people sure. are a big fan of it. Where do you, where do you come down? Do you, do you like the Hall of Fame like, like as a collective like idea? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, I think I think it's good. Um, you know, I I I don't hold it to the same sort of standard that a lot of people do, where people do treat it like hockey, like it's hockey gold, and it's the greatest thing that you can ever achieve. And um, I don't know. To me, winning like a college national championship or winning a Stanley Cup or winning a gold medal would mean a lot more than going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. But I certainly would be down to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think it's super cool. Um, Have I, you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, I've been once. I, I really liked it. I would like to go again uh, and spend more time. I was I was with a girlfriend at the time, so uh, although it was her idea to go, she was not a hockey fan. So I could kind of, in the back of my mind, feel like yeah, I should be moving this along here because I don't know how much time she wants to hang out here. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to go again when I have a little bit more time one day and just kind of, you know, soak it all in again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's super cool, though. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, big, I'm a big fan overall. Uh, I think the the hall itself has a lot to offer. Uh, really informative, really fun. It's not something where you're just going to, like, show up and expect to see a bunch of old people standing around weeping about the past. Yeah. There's some there's some fun. There's some games. Oh, it's great. A lot, lot to see, a lot to take in. And uh, every year, this is one thing I do love, is that every year in November, mm-hmm. uh, they take a weekend and they, they honor the class. Yeah. Um, it's it's not just, hey, here's your ceremony, here's your fucking yeah. picture, get, get to get out. They're the, they're the focus of the weekend, pretty yeah. much. Uh, they got a whole thing that, that lasts uh, right from Friday all the way to Monday when they uh, have the induction and the speeches uh-huh. and everything. Um, this year's class, for those that maybe don't follow this sort of thing too closely, mm-hmm. uh, you've got Guy Carboneau, uh, Haley Wickenizer. Uh, Sergei Zubov, Vaclav Nedermansky, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford, and uh, NCAA legendary coach Jerry York. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is your class. Um, a few Werther's originals going to be uh, handed out there yeah. for Jimmy and Jerry. Yeah, I was was watching the uh, the opening of the uh, the Boston Toronto game as as they call everyone on the ice, and Jim Rutherford's walking and shaking hands. And, here's a word this for you, sonny boy. Yeah. And here's a word this for you, sonny boy. And what a nice guy. Yeah, a nice old man. Um, I um, as f- I know that Jerry York has been around a long time. It's just kind of mind-blowing to think that he's like 74. He looks great Oof. for his age. Yeah. yeah. He can keep going for 20 years. Oh, he's awesome. And he might. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm down. 
Um, I don't know, admittedly, I don't know a, a lot about Vaclav Nedomansky. We We've seen a lot recently about uh, these Russian guys coming in and getting into the Hall of Fame for what they did in the 60s, 70s, and 80s before the NHL. Uh, allowed Soviet players. Which I think is good because it is. it is the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame. Yep. And this class is a really good example of, um, you know, this isn't like a lot of years where it's like four players and a, and a coach. You know what I mean? Like you've got a Soviet player that didn't play in the NHL. You've got... Oh, no, he, he, uh, he played. Uh, um, but Did he? Yeah, he, he played six years in the NHL. Really? Yeah. Oh, where I, where I was going with this is that he was from the Czech Republic and actually... We've kind of expanded this idea of the oh, Soviets. Who am I thinking of then? Um, this Soviet cloud that oh, we've he's kind not of who I thought he was limited ourselves around, and 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 now we've kind of we're, we're opening up. Like next year, might have like a German guy that played in the German Elite League. Kind yeah, of. but it's it's nice to see those kind of guys Jesus. getting inducted. Um, he 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 played in the Czech League for like eleven years, and he scored three hundred and fifty-four goals in three hundred and eighty-eight games. There you go. That's fucked. That's Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. Um, oh, he was so pretty you, good in the NHL, too. So you got him. You, you got Rutherford, which I think a lot of people could go either way with. Uh, I, I I find it difficult to induct guys when they're still active in the NHL, but some people are fine with it, and that's I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, especially um, when they're as active as Jimmy Rutherford yeah. is. Holy man, um, that guy makes two trades to fix a third one. Rutherford, that's fine. Jerry York, definitely someone that I'd love to see in. Zubov has always been kind of a, a, a fringe guy. I think Wickenheiser is the star of this class. I think I think it's it's Wickenheiser and York, but it's yeah. it's Wickenheiser before York for sure. Like, um, good like Haley Wickenheiser is a, I mean like first ballot Hall of Famer, obviously, but like for good reason. Hmm. Like she was, she was. When I, like, in around 2002, when I was a kid, um, and the NHL didn't really have a, a shining star, she was kind of the star of hockey for a while, for me. You know, like, like when I was growing up and, and taught about the game, I was told that Haley Wickenheiser was the greatest, and she was still playing, and she was still at the height of her game, and um, she, she was unfucking believable and good for her for getting in. She's one person that I'm very, very proud to say works for the Toronto Maple Leafs, too. Um, you know, that was a great hire. And um, absolutely rightfully so, and I agree with you, she is the star of the show. For uh, Jerry York, for those who don't know, is the coach of Boston College. He used to coach for Clarkson and also Bowling Green. Uh, he has coached college hockey since, I believe, 1971? 47 years. Was it? And uh, his career record... Is 600 wins, 315 losses, and 86 ties for a winning percentage of 642 what, in 47 years. What, 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 what do you have for his wins? 600. I have 1,067 wins. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was just with Boston College that you're looking at. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, got, I've okay. got him here as the, the well, obviously the all-time winning as coach in the NCAA. Um, but regardless of the number, like either number is... Obviously, fascinating. Yeah, considering that there's only like 35 games in college hockey a season, so uh, ridiculous. Regardless, um, he's got what is it here? Six, six national ch- championship titles. Uh-huh. Uh, a legend. He's and, a legend. And and you kind of alluded to it before we started recording that the fact that this guy never like pursued 
the creator any further than this is kind of like loves mind boggling because you yeah. you have to imagine some someone came and asked yeah, for sure and he just said no yeah uh, I, I'm assuming multiple times to be quite honest with you it's a great gig like as a coach I would love to coach college hockey I think sure. it'd be super fun that um, you know all week it, it's this anticipation building up to Friday Saturday night for your games you know what I mean and um, it's a younger louder kind of crowd too you know what i mean like it's uh it's a lot of students and there's a lot of pride to it and um i think it'd be fun as hell i would love to coach college hockey that that's almost the dream i would say yeah um but yeah no it's it's great for him good to see zubov get in i think zubov's deserving carbono i thought was a little strange not that i'm saying he shouldn't be in but when i read it at first i kind of had to think about it I'll, I'm going to say this right now. Three Selkies. I didn't know that. He, he finished... I uh, thought it was one or two. For for 10 of 11 years, he was in the top five Selkie voting. Good for him. I'll say it now. This might be the worst guy that's in the Hall of Fame right now. Maybe. Like, if if, if everyone's argument moving forward for is For NHL like, players, anyway. Yeah. Right? If everyone's argument moving forward is like, oh, hey, Key Carbon was in, so my guy should be in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, like, Key is the guy that we should be comparing... Who should be in the Hall of Fame yeah. against? Uh, yeah, I mean, like if Yuri Lettinen gonna... were on some better teams, Yuri Lettinen would probably also like be That's in. The thing. And if Carbono is yeah. getting in, you know, like, like Bob Gainey's in, right? Bob Gainey's in. Good. Yeah, like every once in a while, you're, you can have a dud. Yeah. So well, it's this... yeah, it's I mean, it's one of those things like they don't need to induct six if they didn't want to. No. Like they they wanted Carbono in, they voted Carbono in because they believe he should be in there, and that's great and good for him. Um, I, I was just a little surprised is all. Yeah, definitely. We should add uh, quickly to that uh, Frank Brown uh, will receive the Elmer Ferguson Memorial Award for Excellence in Hockey Journalism, uh, meaning that he will be inducted oh. to the Hall of Fame, as well as Jim Hewson uh, from Hockey Night in Canada nice. will receive the Foster Hewitt Memorial Award. Uh, both of those uh, longtime media personnel will be inducted. I think, I think one of the weirdest like hockey takes that I, I find on Twitter is people that think Jim Houston's horrible. And like the one that's even more bizarre to me is that Jim Houston's like anti leaf. I don't know, man. He sounds the same regardless of who's calling the game to me. I don't I don't like I don't hear disappointment in his voice when Toronto scores. I hear Jim Houston calling a goal. It's the weirdest like take, man. Like I really don't get why everyone's so like anti Jim Houston. Yeah. It's fine if you don't like the way he calls games, but to go as far as to say like he's at like he's he's partial to like teams that are playing the Leafs, I don't, I don't think so. If he didn't want to do the Leafs games, he'd move back out west and do the ten o'clock games, that like he, would. he used to. Yeah, you know, great save Luongo. They literally told him when he took this job, "Hey, you're going to be doing the Leafs like every Saturday night," and he's like, "That's fine." You know, he could have just not done it. So yeah, I yeah. think that's stupid. Yeah, but. kind of a weird take for sure. Yeah, good but. for him though. Anyway, he deserves it. Yeah, big uh, time. So those two guys will join the uh, the six. Uh, players and builders in the National Hockey League Hall of Fame class of 2019. And good for Frank Brown too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, wanted to make sure we got those guys in uh, into the conversation for sure. I would know, agree. Uh, being uh, somewhat media guys ourselves, sure to a to a degree, well, I suppose. I, I am. Well, I don't know about you right now. I have now. a podcast. Okay. Well, that's true, I guess. I, I keep forgetting people, that this is like, that this gets like, people, uh, people this gets know put my on like on platforms. The and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, some scary injuries to talk about uh, before we close out the uh, the episode. We've got uh, TJ Brody. 
Yeah. This is a weird that, one. Actually. This is a weird one. Yeah. He collapsed at Flames practice, was uh, rushed out by ambulance to hospital. Reportedly is, is home now. Seems to be doing well. Yeah. Didn't travel with the team for their uh, road trip. But um, definitely kind of out of the blue, scary incident that you just don't think about when you're a young, healthy athlete. Yeah, like, it's weird because, like, um, it's weird because there was, like, reports when it happened that he he would seem to be, like, convulsing on the ice, too, after he fainted. But then the doctor said that it was related to just, like, fainting and perhaps, like, dehydration, and it's like, why was he convulsing then? Like what? Yeah. So they 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 seem there was an, I don't I never saw like an official statement from the flames, but what I did hear was that you know people were saying that it was related to fainting and it wasn't like a seizure or anything like that. But it seemed to sound like it it looked like a seizure kind of thing. But I, I don't know. Regardless, I I, I don't know. Um, obviously, what happened? I'm not a doctor. I wasn't there. I don't know T.J. Brody, but I do uh, feel bad for him, and I hope everything is fine yeah I, i'd like to see him back on the ice soon um obviously it, it's more important to discuss you know his well-being and everything like that and i i hope everything is fine i hope that uh it doesn't affect his long-term health and, and ideally he can get back out there and get back on the ice one day um and but what i was going to say was hopefully it's soon for the flame's sake because this is kind of a Big kind piece. of a blow, yeah. Um, you know, so this had uh, for me had shades of uh, Chris Letang's stroke uh, that he had a few years ago. Yeah. Where, where sometimes I, 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 maybe this is just me, but I get into this habit where I see these, you know, fit athletes that mm. are supposed to be like you know somewhat the epitome of health. Yeah. And you kind of forget sometimes that these guys are human at the end yeah. of the day, and, and something could be going on behind the scenes that even they don't know about. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of these guys live with with stuff that all of us live with, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, heart conditions and, and yeah. brain. Max uh, Domi has diabetes, and, you know, exactly. like there's, uh, yeah. there's plenty of, you know, like Things you said, the they're scenes. all human beings yeah. too. So, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes it's lost on, I think some of the public and it definitely happens to me once in a while. And this was one of those situations where yeah. it, it's like, holy shit, this is, you know, this yeah. is this isn't a hockey injury. This isn't a, a guy tweaked his knee at practice. This is this is a life and death something kind of weird's thing. Going on, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, something wrong. Yeah, I hope the best for TJ Brody. I like TJ Brody. Um, yeah, I, I I hope he is. Like I said, um, I hope it doesn't affect his long term health. I hope everything he mm-hmm. can go back to normal day to day. And ideally, um, like I said, I haven't heard anything ominous stating that he might not be able to play hockey again the assumption is that he's gonna be fine off yeah Um, so hopefully he can get back out there too but if if not you know the main thing is his health anyway so yeah um i think he's got a he's got a family i think a wife and kids yeah she actually uh, she had a tweet that went out uh him holding his kid right before the practice that he collapsed at oh really talking about how fast you know things can change in life and uh uh, it, it's tough. It, it hits home. There's there's real people behind the scenes here. Um, Older it, kid or no? Uh, quite young. young. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely all the best to them and yeah. and hopefully there's nothing uh, too uh, worrisome moving forward. Um, and again, we spoke about how this didn't happen during a game. Or a practice that okay. you know. Do, do you have his career numbers there? I can definitely. No, no, no. I, I, I could no because I was going to ask you. Uh, oh. 
How many games do you think he's played in the NHL? Close to 800. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he he's he's played almost 600, and I oh, wow. I thought it was closer to like three 350. I didn't realize he's even been in the NHL that long. So we're about in the Crazy. middle. Yeah, good. Good cool. for us. We have the average. Yeah, good for him. Sure. Fuck, he's played for quite a while. That's nuts. Anyway, you were going to say. Uh, yeah, no, just, uh, again, stressing that this didn't happen during a game or a practice. It was kind of an isolated incident. Uh, however, Matt Calvert, oh. uh, his injury did come during a game. Yeah, this was kind of annoying. Um, he goes down to block a, a shot. The Canucks are pressing late, trying to tie the game against the Avalanche. Saturday night, late, the late game, actually, in Hockey Night in Canada. And uh, Elias Patterson, good player. <laughs> you may have heard of him. Uh, attempted to get a shot off, tried to delay said shot because, you know, Calvert's in the way, and ends up connecting the puck with the side or the back area of Matt Calvert's head. Immediately, Elias Pettersson's waving down the ref. Hey, you know, this this isn't good. Uh, play goes on for a bit. Pettersson stops again. Hey, this isn't good. Waves yeah. at the refs a second time. Blood pouring from his um, Calvert has attempted to get up at this point. Clearly in a lot of distress, goes back down, can't get up. Uh, got Avalanche players waving at the ref. This goes on for, I'd say, close to 20 seconds. Uh, eventually, the, the Canucks do score. Yeah. Um, and immediate frustration from the Avalanche. Uh, they did go on to win the game. Um, not really the focus, I suppose, but definitely uh, something that was discussed in the post-game interviews. Uh, where uh, Eric Johnson specifically and Nathan McKinnon didn't really seem to care about uh, the outcome of the game, uh, no, understandably. Nor would I. Um, and they they both had some pretty harsh words for... Yeah, Johnson signed um, it off. Yeah, both both the NHL and the referees. Uh, more so the, the, the NHL. Well, because um, technically speaking, technically speaking, the referees... Call it the right play. Did yeah. what they were supposed to Under do. Under the rules, yeah. The issue is that uh, that is an in- batshit insane thing that we do in hockey is that the team has to have the puck to get blown dead. Now, I understand the philosophy that... The rule, You yeah. could just fall and fake an injury all the time just to stop the play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure you could. How would you ever monitor whether or not that guy's ankle actually hurts or something like that, you know? Sure. So I get it. Sometimes, from a philosophical perspective, but for when sure, there's yeah. literal blood pouring from Matt Calvert's head, you can see it. It's probably not ketchup packets in his fucking helmet that he did it to stage an injury. Well, you know, you know? we like, don't know. Well, he's, he's not a fucking New England Patriot, okay? So, like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that he's playing things straight across the board here. It is, it is ridiculous, and I, I understand. Um, I understand the referee's position, but. This is a stupid rule in this sense. There should be some discretion there, and they should be able to blow the whistle dead whenever they damn well please. And, and they should. Yeah. They should have done it then if they were able to do so. Yeah. But technically speaking, they are not. It, it makes no sense. Uh, and someone is going to get... Like, he, he could have taken another puck to the head. Lying you know there. what I mean? Like, something yeah. could have happened to him while he was lying there. What if this was an injury that required immediate medical attention, and you know what I mean? Like, what if he fucking hit his Z- head and he's Zednik like... Zednik with the... Th- uh, fucking yeah. brain damage yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh yeah, Zednik with the... With the um, skate. Skate across the neck. There was Donald Audette took one to the, the wrist when he played. Um, yeah, it's... It's 
it's wild to think that that's the rule, mm-hmm. uh, and the Avalanche are are right to be pissed off about it. For no, sure. for sure. Uh, this this happened on the heels of a similar incident with Nikita Z- Z- Zadorov. Uh, about a week before, he took a shot in the in the face, broke his jaw. Oh, did he? I didn't even see that. Yeah, same idea. Oh shit! So he's play, out for a while. Play wasn't even uh, blown dead. No, he actually he was played uh, on Saturday night. Come on, full cage. He's a monster. Yeah, eh? Zadorov. Good lord. Yeah, he missed I think three games, uh, but he's back. Holy fuck! But the same idea. Like the the play went on. The guy is he's bleeding from the face. Yeah, uh, on the ice. Yeah, so that's Uh, fresh in their minds, too. No goal gets scored, so no one wants to talk about it, right? right. But they're still pissed off. No, for sure. I'm sure they were upset that night. This happens. They're still pissed off. I agree with you 100%. Like, the the rule is in place for a reason, and I'm not saying that we should remove the rule for the reason. You're right. Give the discrepancy to the referees. Allow the blame, so to speak, to go on their shoulders. Sure. And if they see a guy in absolute distress on the ice... Call it that because you you can't tell me that Elias Pettersson waving you down twice, who is on the opposing team, frantically trying to tie a game right. against a division rival, is gonna hey yeah no this is fine let's keep playing no he's he's waving at you for a reason let's let's blow let, let's blow this dead uh, I'm I, I've 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 read it that the Vancouver Canucks were equally as frustrated about this if it was one of their guys you know obviously they'd love to see it it it, it called uh, in that manner. And the fact that it wasn't is uh, not only an embarrassment, but an, an absolute farce uh, as far as, as as how the NHL handles this type of play. Uh, name another sport where this is even a, a, a debate, uh, where where a guy could literally be lying on the playing field dying, and no, nope, we got to keep going. It doesn't happen. This isn't a thing in other sports. This is a, a focus and a problem with the NHL. They got to figure this out. They have to have a, a real uh, I'd I'd say long hard look, but it should be a pretty quick hard look at how to fix this rule and and, and make it so that this doesn't happen again because something's going to go wrong, and it it shouldn't take Matt Calvert taking a puck to the side of the head for them to wake up and realize that something could really go wrong. Yeah. So no, I, I yeah I agree with you completely. There should be um, there should be some discretion there because you you can't tell me that last night that Garrett Rank and Justin St Pierre would have rather. Like would have let that play go on if they didn't have to. Like I'm sure that one of them would have blown the play dead, and they would have slept just fine at night knowing that they made that mistake for yeah. a good reason. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they'll take the shit from Van Massenhoven if he, you know, is mad about them blowing it down, but they know that they did good by Matt Calvert. Uh, whereas last night their hands were tied. Like, it's just, you know, part of me thinks that they should have just done it anyway and fucking dealt with it, but, you know, you're talking about, um, I mean, Garrett Rank's still a fairly young official as far as NHL standards go, so, um, you know, I get it. But uh, still, yeah, it's, 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 it's stupid. It's archaic. It's one of the things about this sport that probably doesn't make any sense and that we should adapt because there it seems like time and time again there's something about this sport that we have to sit there and look at and it's like you know from the outside looking in if you're not a hockey fan you must think that this sport is ridiculous on on a lot of things and that that is one of those things yeah you know we'd rather let a guy bleed out on the ice than blow the play dead and stop a precious power play like that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. um yeah no i i agree 100 percent um you can't tell me that the Vancouver Canucks would be uh, in protest if no. they lost that game. No, you know, and and oh, that play not was that, called dead. Not in that regard. You know? I get it. If 
Like I said, he blocks a shot, and his ankle hurts, and it's kind of like, well, you probably shouldn't have got your ankle in the way. Yeah, don't put your Matt foot Calvert in the way. Matt Calvert didn't try yeah. to put his head in the way. It just no. kind of happened, you know? I'm no one tries to block a shot with their head. Freak play. Yeah. We all wear helmets. They're not designed to block no. slap shots. I blocked a lot of shots. Yeah. Wasn't getting my head in the way. <laughs> Wouldn't Let do me tell you. Face. No. no. Head, neck, stay away. Stay away from there. Yeah. Anything else, hit my body. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But yeah. head, neck, I need those. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, it does sound like Calvert's doing well. Good. Uh, he will likely miss the next couple of games, understandably, but this isn't going to be a long-term uh, absence. Good. I'm glad uh, to hear that. So all the best for him. He's, uh, he's, he's one player. It's just I feel like Matt Calvert is always in the news. There's always yeah, something with you know sure. what I mean. Like he's just everywhere. That guy, I I like him a lot. Um, I hope he's okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, that uh, that kind of wraps up the the hockey news coverage segment oh. of the podcast. Okay, uh, we're on to some games. I got, I got some little, games. I got a little game for you. Okay, because you just love, one game or two games. Uh, I got one game for you. Okay, because you love giving me games. Sure. That I hate, you know the uh, the over unders and and all that nonsense that apparently the people love and and I get to sit here and it's suffer. It's for the people, James. Uh, indeed. Um, so that being said, it was just a kid in a ram shirt running across the field there. I don't know what the hell was going on. Like off or yeah, probably. Um, that being said, uh, this week we had a bit of an interesting uh, development uh, in the world of baseball. <laughs> Did we? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we could have talked about that. Do you want to talk about that briefly, or, or is it going to take away from the game? We can talk about The Houston about... Astros. Thing. No, not at all what I was talking about, but that is a good point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how fucking wild is that? Did you watch the videos? <laughs> That's insane. Like, I couldn't believe that. So for those of you who didn't see it, uh, the Houston Astros got exposed for, um, like, stealing signals and stuff like that when in their games. And if you watch the video, they'll pay attention to what the catcher does. There's a guy with a camera in the outfield, and then they would bang a garbage can uh, once if it was a change-up, twice if it was a breaking pitch, and not at all if it was a fastball. So that way the batter would know what kind of pitch was coming in. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's brilliant, but it's that's fucked. Yeah, and it's like crazy too. Like it's it's as plain as day. Like someone broke it down, and it's like here's Marcus Stroman throwing a fastball. No, no garbage can throws the fastball. Okay, and then like here you watch the 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 catcher does a different signal here with his hand, and he's like, and then you're gonna hear the drum twice, and it's gonna be a curveball, and then he's, and then it happens, and then like you they did like there was one guy who broke it down, did like five different games, and like like. 10 different at-bats type thing, and you watch it, and it's like, it's plain as fucking day. Like, it's like right there in front of you once he points it out. Fucking wild. That's crazy. Like, absolutely that's wild. New, that's New England Patriot bullshit right there. It might be worse. <laughs> like, I don't think that they did anything that directly influenced the outcome of a game. Yeah. That's the difference, right? At least not that we know of yet. I'm I've been sure. loving all the memes on online too, with like whenever whenever a fastball is coming, and then like they show that clip of Kramer at the diner calling for the waiter, just <laughs> slapping the table, and oh, they're hilarious. The, the level that uh, yeah. social media has taken us. Oh hilarious. man, but like you know what? Rightfully so. Like this is not one of those what's, blown um, out of proportion things. That's crazy. What's the hockey equivalent of this? Uh, can you can you can you 
warn the people on the ice that something's going to happen somehow? Is there a way to do that? I guess, like, the... I don't know. Like, the equivalent might be as if the team was diving with specific referees and you know what i mean like a referee that likes to call tripping every and, time the ref looks away now, you just clap a couple times I, and then you punch the guy in the head yeah or what? i am gonna say this i am somewhat convinced that the la kings used to do that like actually like Ooh. because i know this is just this is just my theory i don't know this for sure i'm not reporting this or anything but i know for a fact that when players would get traded to the LA Kings or signed with the LA Kings that Daryl Sutter would give them a binder and all it was was analytics of every referee in the NHL and he says study this book because I want you to know what they call and what they don't call and the player would have to go home and the next like not the next day but maybe a week later <laughs> one day the next like a week <laughs> later he would be like so what's like what's Mark Jonette like and the player would have to give him at least something like you know what I mean and and he wanted them to know because that way when they would go into those games that night they were going to play a certain way depending who was calling the game and I think it's genius like it's brilliant I mean I didn't give players a binder but I definitely went like you coach with me I definitely went in the room and told the players what kind of ref we were getting tonight I've printed you know? some sheets off in my life yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, to me I've, I've always kind of wondered if the LA Kings kind of did that stuff I've always wondered. I watched a lot of them, and they got a lot of power plays, man. Like, yeah. There were there was a year there, I'm pretty sure, one of their cup years, they led the league in, in power plays. Yeah. They were a big fucking team. Like, the, the whole team was like 6'3", 6'4". It's like, how are these guys getting hit and tripping all the time? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, how like they're not that fast. Yeah. How's this happening so yeah. much? What's, you know? what's taking Jeff Carter down all of a sudden? Yeah, like, and I mean, know. like, they were the best possession team in the league, too, by a lot. So, like, Helps. that... You know, Helps. that's going to draw yeah. penalties too, but still. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So what's the hockey equivalent? I think we may have seen it with the LA, the LA Kings, Kings before, but go. I don't think the we'll LA ever Kings, know. Uh, two Stanley Cup championships, liars. And it's and it's not even, that's not even as bad, right? Because, like, if you dive and you take a penalty, it's there's no guarantees you someone. score yeah, on the power play. Else. It's still, yeah. someone else has to do it. Like, when you're stealing signs, you know exactly how to swing at the fucking ball like, you know what I mean? You know exactly what it is. You're taking out all the element of, of the surprise. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's... I mean, I, I'm just saying it's against the rules and it, it, it goes against the sanctity of the sport. And uh, that organization continues to disgust me. Yeah. And uh, they can the, the go to hell. The fact that they didn't win the World Series actually is kind of surprising. Yeah, it's kind of mint that the Red Sox still beat them the next year. You know what I mean? Like, they won it in 2017 with the, with the sign stealing. They couldn't even get to the fucking World Series stealing signs. Yeah. And stealing again, signs. Again, this year. Yeah. yeah. In the finals. Yeah. They, yeah. Could, they, couldn't, they couldn't pull it across the line there at the end. So. Yeah, fuck them. Pretty well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that is definitely uh, the very crazy baseball thing that we want to talk about this yeah, week. Yeah, what, what my, was your My thing? game it no longer matters. We'll, we'll move along. Well, well, no, but what were you saying, <laughs> the crazy baseball development? Okay, so a couple, thing, a, a, a couple days ago, this past week... Uh, the, just tell us. The MLB released the uh, list of award winners. Okay. Um, throughout the league for the various awards, the rookie of the year, baseball quiz, um, the MVPs of the league, and all this. Uh, somehow, Kevin Pillar received one vote. Yeah. Uh, for the MVP award, uh, finishing in tenth in the National League. Uh, don't get me wrong, a fine player. Uh, one of uh, that has personal uh, place in my heart as as a former Jay. Uh, 
21, 21 ding dongs this year. What the hell did he do this he year? He was he was fine. I mean, you know, like a good year, sure, but fine, a fine ball player. What the hell is this? Not a top ten MVP caliber season. Yeah, his on base percentage was two ninety three. There you go. That's not good. A one point. That's bad. A one point four WAR. Um, that's like, that's like a bad on base percentage. Trevor Story, Josh Johnson, Max Muncie, Colton Wong, Gino Suarez, and JT Romalto all had higher uh, wins above replacement than uh, Pilar, just for comparison's sake. Uh, Did fans, Max Muncie get any MVP votes? Uh, doesn't look like it. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kevin Pilar finishes 10th in the National League for, oh, for MVP, him. which uh, got me thinking and uh, is the subject of this uh, this week's quiz. Um I went back through the uh, the record book, and I looked at uh, some MVP seasons from uh, the National Hockey League. I'm going to give you ten names, Brutes, and I want you to tell me whether or not this player received a single MVP vote at any point during their career. <sighs> I got a tiebreaker as well. If it, if we so if we so need, I'll, I'll call a five a pass. 50-50. You know, that's very doable. Um, so Jamie McClement, yes. <laughs> so when you're ready, uh, we'll get started. Yeah, I mean, like, well, what, what am I going to say? I'm not ready. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm here. Get in the zone. Yeah, or... what else do I have to do right now? I, I, don't, I, don't, want, like... I don't want you getting confused with Kevin Pillar. That's all. I don't, I don't want any excuses here that I was distracted by Pillar and his crazy stats. Well, I actually do have his stat sheet open. Maybe I'll close <laughs> it right now. <laughs> all right. Okay, first player. I should close a leaf one too then. Yuri Hoodler. Did he receive did a Yuri Hoodler ever receive an MVP vote? I believe he did. Not only did Yuri Hoodler receive an MVP yeah. vote, he received sixteen of them. Yeah. When he finished thirteenth in 2014-2015 with yeah, the like seventy eight points or something that year, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right, you got to a good start. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I I will say in your defense, I actually knew that. Okay. So that's fine. You're going to know some of these. Luck, yeah. You're not going to know some of these. And that's, that's I would assume that there's going to be a few that are going to catch me off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, Pascal Dupuis. I, I'm going to say yes. He received a single vote in 2012, 2013. Remember, this is a guy that was playing at the same time as you know Crosby, and Malkin, and Flurry, and Latang, all on the same team as him, and he still got a vote somehow. For MVP, finishing twenty third. Is uh, he like when you think of Sidney Crosby's wingers? Yeah. Is he like the the guy that you think of, or is it Kunitz? I think it's Kunitz for yeah. me. But I think because Dupuis has been out of the game for a while maybe. now, maybe. But yeah, Kunitz Dupuis got the was extra on, cup. Yeah, yeah. Kunitz was was pretty good there. Yeah, it's, it's Gensel's getting close too he's, now. But he might have the longevity factor on his side. Even yeah. so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, number three. Chris Simon. Oh, God. Fucking 97, eh? Wawa, Ontario. What a year. Chris Simon. Located in the balmy metropolis of Wawa, Ontario, Chris Simon provided the Washington Capitals with grit and pugnacity for a lot of years. (laughs) Uh, 25-game suspension for slashing guy in the face. I'm going to say no, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's yes. Chris Simon received five votes in 1999-2000. What? What did he do that year? Uh, 
You know what? That's a great question. I was going to say, like, that, that was not even the 29-goal year, I don't think. No, it was not. Um, what? Chris Simon. How important was fighting in the 90s? Like, what is happening? No, oh, that was a 29-goal season. Oh, wasn't? No, yeah, okay. 99-2000. 49 okay. points, and he uh, he finished 13th in hard voting. So okay. that should tell you everything you know. Uh, so you are two for three. Okay. Uh, number four. Martin Havlat. Uh, no. Oh, you're correct. Martin Havlat never received a Hart Trophy vote in his career. Cool. Uh, number five. Yeah. Peter Sikora. Ooh. Well, I'm going to say no. Correct. Nice. Peter Sikora uh, didn't ever... Uh, I, I thought kind of maybe with the Ducks he would have had some, some love there. Yeah, I don't think he really ever had a year where he was just like dynamite. Okay. He was just always like very really good. consistent. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very fair. Uh, Chris Mason. Chris Mason. I I am pretty sure that he has gotten one. Uh, he had four votes in 2008-2009 yeah. uh, with the St. Louis Blues finishing 22nd overall. Yeah, he was the Bennington that year, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, he just took over midway, well, maybe not midway, but a part of the way through the year, and he was just dynamite. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, good news, you, you've you've reached five. You've, I'm a, you've hit our a heart trophy master. Apparently. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you've got a heart full of heart. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to wonder, like, maybe if I've ever, like, I've if I've actually looked at this stuff before, because I'm starting to, I feel like I know a lot of this, but yeah, interesting. Uh, number seven, Marek Svatos. Had to think about who that was for a second. Uh, rest in peace, by the way. Um, hmm. I'll say yes. A single vote in 2005-2006, the first year after the lockout. Uh, with Cara, year? Cara Avalanche. I believe it was. That's wild. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing really well. I, I thought what was what would trip you up was is, is the players that they the, the teams they played for. You know, uh, if, if if Dupuis playing with Crosby and Malkin, how could he be the MVP if they're getting the votes? If if Svados is out there with Sakic and and Forsberg, how does he get any votes? But you're doing great. See, so the thing you have to realize about this, uh, James, is that the uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association votes on this award, and they are traditionally uh, stupid. Oh, so okay, yeah. that's fair. Uh, number eight, Felix Potvin. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Felix okay. Poffin never had a MVP vote. Okay. In his career. Um, Coach of the Magog, Magog team. True. I remember. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Hmm. Ray Ferraro. Ooh. I hope so. He did not. Wow. Uh, Ray Ferraro. Bullshit. When his whole career. Fucking Pascal Dupuis gets, and Chris yeah. Simon get a, a votes, but 408 goals by Ray Ferraro is not good enough. No. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Garbage. Uh, and number 10, to, to finish things off, you've, you've, you've gone six for uh, nine at this point. Nice. Uh, so for good measure, uh, number 10, Chris Draper. Yeah. Yes. One vote. In 2003-2004 with the Detroit Red Wings. A team that featured, may I add, uh, uh, Sergei Fedorov, Steve Yeiserman, Nicholas Lidstrom. uh, I believe Dominic Hasek was still kicking around somewhere. He was at one time like the best defensive forward in the league. Yeah. They did good. Uh, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, The the team thing would have tripped me up. I would have spent more time focusing on where they were 
nah. and, and and all that. Nah. Um, would you like the the tiebreaker for the yeah, for the, the fun of it? Sure, let's do it. All right. Uh, so I Kyle went. Calder. I went back and I looked at um, for twenty seasons between when Wayne Gretzky debuted mm-hmm. and when he retired. How many MVP votes did he get? How many times? Okay. In those twenty years, did either Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux not finish in the top three for hard voting? Uh. I'm gonna guess three times. Three times. That's that's probably around where I would have placed my my own prediction. Yeah. Six. Didn't they win every heart trophy other than three of them though? No. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? I think I think the Art Ross. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm thinking. Uh, I, I I'm forgetting that Mario Lemieux didn't play certain years too. Yeah, and they yeah. they also did finish in in the top three years that they didn't necessarily win it either. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Messier had a couple uh, couple trophies, Fedorov, Lindros, Hashik, Yager. And then hmm. um, amongst those guys, they just kind of finished second and third for a few times. Brett okay. Hall mixed in there, Ray Bork. How many did they each win? Ooh, that's, that is a good question. Lemieux and Gretzky. Uh, I, I think Gretzky had nine. That's, I believe that I've heard that too. I'm going to guess Lemieux had six? three. Oh yeah, six. Uh, so Wayne Gretzky had uh, nine heart trophies. And Mario Lemieux... Had three. Okay. So good for you. Cool. Yeah, right Nailed on. it. You did, you did great. Thank you. A heart full of heart. Yeah. For uh, Brutus Vitaglia. Name that person. We'll be back next week for you, buddy. Goody. Your quiz your quiz game. I thought you liked that one. It's, it's better than Over Under for sure. Okay. I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, anything else? Anything you want to add? No, I'm good. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. I saw your article there that you wrote about the, uh, where the uh, Leafs compared to past cup championships. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read it yet. Uh, I would recommend it. was a fun little article to get involved with yeah. uh, and dive down the, the rabbit hole. I'm going to be doing some research about... Um, Teams firing their coaches? Yep. Yeah. So Shocker. That, um, that's going to be interesting this week, see if that works out. And uh, if, if you're curious, for those at home, uh, about uh, while Birds is doing all of this wonderful research and, and journalism, what I'm doing with my life, I bought Disney+. Plus. So... <laughs> That should tell you everything you need to know about How's that, that, uh, that uh, Mandalay Bay or whatever that the, show's called? The there? Mandolin. The Manchurian Candidate? <laughs> uh, is that what it is? It's the Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah. How's that? What the, uh, hell, what the hell does that even mean? It, it's a species of alien um, that exists in the Star Wars universe. Uh, he serves as a bounty hunter. Um, Who's he? We don't know yet. Uh, it's been oh. one episode. We don't have like a, oh. a name. Oh, they didn't release like a full season of it or something. No. Horatio no. Sands is in the first uh, episode. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Not a great performance, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. But, I could see that. Yeah, he tried to be really funny and it just didn't really click. He's but, uh, uh, Nick Nolte had a, had a voice cameo as well, which was kind of shocking. $15 million are spending on this damn series per episode. Huh? Per episode. Couldn't get over it. Very well done. Well shot. Of all people to pick for like a voice cameo Nick Nolte would not be my th- first thought was oh, he playing a monster or something was uh, it an a alien? tiny maybe two and a half foot tall little alien okay cowboy no thing. that's a good voice then it was off-putting yeah but yeah I enjoyed it the the show has episode two I guess. will be good when uh Nick Nolte's character meets his friend voiced by Gary Busey yeah, exactly. I can only imagine who the hell they're going to pull up for $15 million an episode to voice some of these stupid I fucking aliens. I still think but. that the greatest moment in the history of television 
was on The Celebrity Apprentice when Gary Busey went to go get ice cream instead of doing the challenge one episode. I still maintain that's the greatest moment in television history. Mary Lou Hanna is just like, where's Gary? And then the camera just like pans this ice cream store. He's like, you gotta get it with the sprinkles inside. I like it with the sprinkles in there. The sprinkles are good. Get some extra sprinkles in there, darling. Thank you. And it just shows him like eating his ice cream. They're all running around like, fuck, it keeps panning back and forth. And he's just sitting there eating ice cream. Yeah, I, I can't great. say I've seen it, so I'll defer to your expertise. Yeah, I'll see if it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, just yeah. quickly, uh, just as we had the football game in the background here, it got yes. me thinking. Uh, did you hear about uh, Kaepernick? What do you think? What do you think about that? That was uh, that was a mess. Publicity was, stunt. Uh, I, 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 I really, yeah. There's a lot to unpack on that, yeah. so okay. I, I don't know, but. Um, it's 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 ridiculous that they would do it now rather than like two years ago and now all of a sudden they think that they're being helpful like you know what I mean I, I to me I don't buy it I think that there were ulterior motives there but yeah. if, if he wants to play the game and he can't play the game do you want to see him play the game big time I, 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 th- I think he's better than a lot of fucking quarterbacks that have a job right now hmm. and he was years ago and maybe like I don't know for sure that he still is but I can't imagine he's not he's yeah. still young enough like he's in good shape so um, yeah he's uh, I don't know like we're watching the Rams right now he might be better than Jared Goff so alright Jared Garf okay no I'm just curious uh, as a non-football guy I want sure. to get your take on that so. yeah I'm a big Kaepernick guy so there you go. I'm, I'm down cool yeah uh, right. That's laced up for this week. Follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Clomper, Portugal Radio. Um, as James mentioned, I do have an article up on the North Side right now about the Leafs' start to the year compared to other Stanley Cup champions of the past. I am hoping to do something about uh, mid-season firings as well. Uh, coach-related, to kind of put it in perspective, because uh, I don't know if you heard or not, there seems to be a bit of a bounty on Mike Babcock's head as far as the Leaf fans Ooh. are concerned. So, so you're saying Mike Babcock may be the next guest star on The Mandalorian? I'm, the bounty I'm saying that I think if they were not on a six-game road trip that he probably would have uh, got a pink slip this morning, but it is what it is. It is a Sunday, so, after all. It is, it is God's it's, day. It's coach-firing day, too. <laughs> How dare you fire me on a Sunday? Yeah. It's a Don uh, Cherry reference for how dare you fire me on Remembrance Day. True. Yeah. I, I did catch that for, for what it's worth. Uh, for those looking to listen to the podcast, uh, don't use what you're using currently. Uh, that one won't be available next week, so Weird. use something different. That's I don't know what strange. you're using, but don't I use don't know it. why you would make a joke like that right now to try and get us less listens. Confuse the listener. Use, uh, use a different one that we talk about next week if you don't use that one already. Okay. And then don't use that one either. In the in the in the new year, uh, maybe we will look into doing some sort of a uh, uh, YouTube version of it because uh, I know a lot of people do get their podcast there, and I don't know why you would want to watch us sit in my little room, but apparently people do. You get a camera? So, I'll buy a GoPro. Ooh, just a little <laughs> GoPro. Just a little fucking four hundred dollar GoPro. Looks like we're looks like we're in a fucking in a uh, in a peephole. Are we, it's like looking through a peephole. Are, are we video guys? Do people want to look at us? I guess. Yeah. That's what I hear. We're just going to be Tim and Sid, but I don't know if people think that like we do this in like a a studio, like like we're, you're going to be watching us and we're going to have like this unreal setup, like Tim and Sid or like Jay and Dan or something. Uh, we are in my bedroom because the acoustics are better in here than in the rest of my house. Shut up, brutes! Let the people think what they want to think. Oh. 
they'll see the video of it and they'll be sadly disappointed. So the rest of the podcast has been edited out due to disclaimers about the factual events that take place in the podcast recording. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? No, not at all. You're good. Just, just, just check it. Just, out just, just your mouth. Just your mouth. I uh, like Disney Plus. Uh, don't listen to the podcast next week. It's going to be harder to find moving forward. Thanks, James, for all your help this week. That was good. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. You're still there!